Deidre scanned the room. Candles illuminated pockets of the chamber that were once Nikolai's office, their light casting the shadows of the seventeen men around her on crimson walls. These men, elder children like her, others Nikolai had turned at some point in the last thousand or more years, all eyed her. The Yakona will slaughter each other soon, and I want you all to experience the Feast of Souls to follow. Cardin takes no prisoners. You and your families will have your choice of warriors, healers, and ranking officials in the Yakona kingdoms. Cardin may even give you some of his own people if you fancy them. He wants you in this war. She loved the taste of lies, especially when the lies convinced fools to obey her. These idiots would die. And their children, the Aizen they had turned, would die along with them. Why should we care about the Okona Wars? An Aizen asked, his voice rich with an Indian accent. Rami. His almond-shaped eyes caught her gaze and held it, unwavering as he challenged her. He leaned back in his chair, but his fingers played with the hem of his shirt, betraying his nerves. He would be easy to break. Why not? It won't even be a challenge for masterful Aizen like all of you. That doesn't mean we should meddle. Andor, a thousand-year-old Viking, leaned his broad frame against the wall, thick arms crossed. He narrowed his eyes, and a black curl fell in front of his face. He never could conceal his bias well. He'd always hated her. She feigned a smile. It's not meddling. It's an opportunity. I'd hoped you were smart enough to see that. An opportunity to die. An opportunity to collect the finest souls in Orea, she corrected. We won't obey a Yakona blood, feast or no. She turned to the new voice. Rupert. He rubbed his chin, presumably musing the ramifications of her plan, but winked when she caught his eye. His gaze shifted to her legs and his other hand tightened its hold on his chair's armrest. Pig. <laughs> it's one battle. It's not as if Cardin can control you like Nikolai did. What are you up to, woman? Andor interrupted. She let her annoyance seep through. Care to elaborate? You have never belonged here. You have never turned an Aizen of your own. You have no family, no faith in the Aizen life. It's publicly known you think we're all demons or monsters of some sort. Why should we trust anything you say? Rupert laughed. She's not even three hundred years old, good man. She can't possibly be a threat. Andor huffed. She tried to kill Nikolai once, or have you forgotten? What's stopping her from killing us? Many of us would have killed Nikolai, given the chance, Rami replied. A few heads nodded in agreement. Andor crossed his arms, back straightening. She's killed others in this camp. Elder children like us brothers. She can't be trusted. Deidre looked at the floor to hide a smile. That murder spree had been fun. Don't trust her, Andor warned. This isn't about trust, she chimed in. No, I don't want your trust, nor do I trust any of you. This war with the Yakona is about power, succession. Nikolai is dead, and you're all competing to take his place here at the Guild. Those with the most powerful children win. 
You get powerful children by allowing those Aizen to consume souls of the most powerful mortals alive. It's fairly simple. Like I said, this isn't about trust or aiding the Akona. It's preparation for the real war. The war to control this guild. He who wants to rule here would be foolish to waste this opportunity. The room hushed. The candle crackled in the silence. A few eyes nodded. Good. At least some would take her up on her offer. Think it over, gentlemen. I don't usually wait for anyone, but for you, I'll let you decide by tomorrow morning. Those wise enough to take advantage of this offer can leave with me at sunrise. She stood and left without another word. Her boots clacked against the hardwood. She grinned. Rami would certainly join her, but she would use the extra time tonight to chat with those who still needed convincing.